big tube on the beer bong. We just put that over the bong. All right. Welcome back once again to the Organic Football Podcast. Thursday night football, and we got the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets. And uh, we're watching this game go down. There's been some fantasy impact, some big plays, a couple of bad teams uh, trying to get their first win on the season. But we're still here to, uh, you know, bring everybody the knowledge. So the fantasy nuggets, we're going to send your way. And I want to make sure I check in with my co-hosts first. Man, this week seemed like it flew by, Brad, but uh, here we are. It's TNF already. How you feeling, man? I know. That's the great thing about football, man. You get done on Monday, and then you're back in the swing of thing on Thursday. So even though it's just the Broncos and the Jets, not really a great, great uh, matchup. But still, it's football, so it's fun to watch. Yeah, it was funny. I saw a stat that uh, Frank Gore is one of the only players, uh, only running backs still left in the league who was playing before there was Thursday night football. So some of these other guys, uh, you know, Tom Brady and the quarterbacks and everybody been around forever, but the, the he's obviously the oldest running back and he was around in the days of before Thursday night football. If you remember that. That's wild. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, pretty interesting. Frank Gore still out there grinding, but Check in over there with you, Rich. Uh, how's it going, man? You're 3-0, and heading into week four, and uh, uh, everything's looking good. Uh, the future's bright, so what's up, man? Uh, yeah, 3-0. and uh, Unfortunately, I do go into week four a little dinged up due to some news we'll get into, I'm sure, here pretty quick. But uh, obviously, the, the Tennessee and Pittsburgh game getting canceled. I, I am a – I do roster – uh, Ryan Tannehill and Jonu Smith as a stack. So that's a tough one for this week, but I'll manage and, and get by and, and grind through. I'll kind of get into that a little bit later, what I what I did to navigate this. And good to start it off with a football game. <laughs> it's, a, it's a football game. There's definitely been some plays made on the field. Uh, definitely not exciting. These, are, these aren't two very good teams right now. Ton of those uh, like old heavyweight boxing guys you might see up against each other, and you're just like, wow, what am I watching? And it's just like, wow. <laughs> It's on the TV, so like, all right, what do we got? And these guys are throwing these like wild fucking haymakers at each other. They're not, they're not really professional about what they got going on. So, very, very interesting. Uh, but there's been a couple of interesting deals. But uh, good to start the week and get into week four. At least it gives us some time to really grasp what we've got ahead of us yeah it's kind of like like you said two heavyweight fighters and they're gassed after they throw a couple punches <laughs> they take the rest of the round off i mean that's what we're looking at here man it's 27 19 right now denver uh in the fourth quarter so did you guys see that sack darnold took yeah. what the fuck was that dude he just yeah. fell down <laughs> like well, he's scared brad yeah He's scared. He he almost got his arm ripped off earlier or smashed earlier. Dude, that was hilarious. I've never seen someone so scared like that. Just like, <sighs> he got rocked earlier. Uh, I think on a different play. I didn't see the one where they got his arm. Yeah, he, I mean, he was pinned, and the, the, he came out. He came out for a series there. There was Joe Flacco in the game, so that, that at least made tonight interesting. Um, but I think that's what it is. He's definitely. I think he's got a little gun shy back there already. He, he's had that before, but he he hasn't. He hasn't shown that like scaredness in a little while. I've seen, but like his rookie year, he he kind of ran around back there a little scared. But I mean, he, 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 the look at his eyes when he got he got back there again. I, I think he's not looking to fuck up that shoulder anymore. <laughs> Maybe he's a big spider. That's what that's what he did. He jumped. He's like ah. Uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Rich, on that uh, Pittsburgh-Tennessee game, it got postponed. I, I'm not sure if at this point they've uh, 
settled on a date to replay the game. Uh, could be in the Steelers bye week, week seven, week eight is what I read that they might replay it at. And it is a bummer, man, you know, and it's it's like welcome to the COVID season, right? We all kind of knew that this could happen in the back of our mind. That's part of the reason we put some uh, protocols into place in our league with some extra roster maneuvers and things like that. So it's a bit of a bummer to see the whole game get canceled, especially on the Steelers side, Brad, because, you know, you're rostering a couple guys and the, the Steelers really had nothing to do with it except that they were unlucky enough to be playing Tennessee this week. Hey. Guilt by association, man. It's a real thing. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, this is we 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 kind of knew this would happen. Obviously, contingency plans were made, so you got to move forward. I mean, it's not a canceled game; it's a postponed game. Yep. So if I just move my buy from a different week to this week, you know, it's not yeah. really the end of the world. I'm I'm it's happening a little early, but still, you know, it's not too bad. You can look at it that way. I mean, yeah, my my starting quarterback and my starting tight end are now past their bye. You right. you get one of your three studs past his bye. I mean, we look for, we look forward to that in the fantasy season. So mm. you you weren't expecting it to be this week, but whatever, as long as you can manage it and get by the week. Um, I mean, even with I mean, certain teams obviously out there are zero and three and they're needing a win. You have much more to manage than a guy like me who's at three and zero, but yeah, it's it's just something you manage and you move on. Right on, man. Yeah, it reminds me a few years back there was a hurricane situation in week one, and they had to cancel yeah. like a Tampa Miami game. Kind of the same thing. I'm just I'm just a little reticent that you know I don't want there to be a snowball effect in the NFL. You know, if we have this one little outbreak on the Titans and everything gets contained, well, I think everybody can manage that, but. You know, if if this keeps happening and it keeps snowballing, I'd be a little bit concerned. But uh, I don't want to bring us down. We're just getting into it. Uh, Check in one time, Rich, before we get into these uh, Sunday games, man. All this weekend, NFL and fantasy action. I got to know, man, it's Thursday night, Rich. Do you got it over under on this toilet bowl of a game, bro? Uh, I'll be honest. I did. I did take the under today and it's, it's gone over. It was funny because I learned a lesson today in my betting skills. And, uh, I was watching the pregame and Joe Thomas came on and I was like all week. I'm like, these, these offenses are so shitty. Um, but Joe Thomas on the NFL network, right before a uh, former offensive lineman really, really value the guy's opinion. He came on and he goes, you know what happens when there's shitty players well, he didn't say that. He was on uh, NFL Network. But, he, you know, <laughs> I could was say Was that it. a direct quote? <laughs> you know what happens when there's shitty players, though, and there's second stringers on defense everywhere? You know what happens is people break plays. So yeah. the over has hit already way early. It was 41. It was set at. It's blown out, and he called yeah. it. And actually, when he said that, I was like, I'm doomed. <laughs> I it hit me. I was like, "That's that's a good fucking call. That's that's I'm doomed." Uh I got bad news for you, Mark. I don't like to be the Ruh-roh. bearer of bad news, but there is bad news. Noah Fant is out for the rest of the night. Oh boy, yeah. my only tight end. All right, that's. Good. I thought you had a backup, didn't you? No, no, no. He's he's now languishing on the waiver wire, Mister Austin oh. Hooper. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. this week. Ouchie. Okay. Yeah. I apologize then. I, I am the bearer but, of a lot of bad news. <laughs> yeah, man. You got nothing but bad news. And now the Jets just returned to pick six, if you saw that. So this game just got a little bit closer. Yep. These shitty teams. Shitty teams are these fucking plays will happen. That's what he said, man. That's these, these big plays. I mean, you look at the – I did want to mention that the Jerry Judy touchdown. Did you guys see that? 
Oh yeah, he went he went up and got that ball, man. Dude, it hit off the defender's helmet first, then it came up and then he caught it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It like hit his helmet and then he went it went bounce bounce and he caught it off of it. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they showed it in like super slow-mo. It was like it was fucking crazy. I could not believe what I saw there. But yeah, weird broken plays. So just uh cuz this just popped in my head. But any of you guys, once they do the, I don't really mind a touchdown celebration, but when they walk over to that TV and start doing it from the TV, man, I think that's stupid. <laughs> it's just like, wow. Selfie celebration. Yeah. That's just like, you know, everyone's watching you. So why do you got to look at yourself? That's just weird. <laughs> interesting game. At least we got an interesting game to watch at the yeah. end. Yeah. Real quick, Rich, did you see what happened to Fant? Because now, now the wheels are turning, man. It's an ankle. I saw it get turned up earlier, and he came back in. He played a couple. He played a couple series afterwards. So, mm. not the greatest of signs when when okay. they try, and and then he goes. I mean, it's going to be an ankle. I mean, you're looking. Hopefully, it's not high ankle variety, and then you're good. He might come back next week. Yeah, no doubt, man. And if he could go, you know he'd be in it because the Broncos are trying to get their first win right now. So, God, yeah. Yeah, guys, let's get into it. Uh, we got a lot of games to talk about here for this Sunday slate. And, I mean, we're just going to pretty much try to go a little bit of rapid fire, which is uh, not usually what we do. But, no, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and, you know, we'll take our time with it. But we're going to try to hit a lot of games before the intermission here. We don't want to leave anybody out. We don't want to leave any fantasy managers hanging out there. So Give them some content. All the content. Yeah, man. yeah we don't want to leave you hanging, man. We want to be able to talk about just about everybody uh, as much as we can. Uh, so, anyways, start off on the first game. That one, I'm going to send it over to you, Brad. Seattle is visiting Miami. A couple of interesting things about this game. Uh, first, Russell Wilson, I mean, is he going to get six touchdowns this week, Brad? I mean, uh, is he going to have an off day and only get four? What are you projecting on that front? No, I think he's just going to do is what he does every week, five touchdowns and about 400 yards. I mean, a total offense. I mean, the guy is absolutely insane. I don't expect any dip when it comes to the Dolphins. I do think the Dolphins will play better. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. That's the one thing I think I took from last week is I thought a lot of teams were going to get blown out, and these are all NFL teams, and, you know, they all have pride. They all want to play well. So I think it's going to be a a pretty good game. I think Fixed Magic is going to do some nice things in the first half, and then Seattle is going to lock it down in the second. So they'll come out, probably win by, you know, 10 points or so. Yeah. Interesting to note. I think you said Seattle's Seattle lets people in the game. Still the offense is, is fantastic. The defense is not so great. They're, they're a funnel defense and the, and the pass defense kind of sucks. So that's been how it's been the first three weeks. And, and something to note is that Jamal Adams will be unlikely to play this Sunday. So even worse in the secondary coming into this mm. weekend. And another guy to monitor, uh, just monitor Chris Carson going into this weekend. Possibility he might play, so that's kind of up in the air. They're kind of it's an ankle injury, so that's something to something to look at for you, Mark. That kind of like timetable. If it's not a if it's not the worst of deals, then then that can work out. So would you start Hyde if he doesn't get the go ahead? I, I wouldn't start either of the guys, but to me, like I would have picked up. Either or, and I say either or, like I say, because Travis Homer is definitely involved in this backfield. Uh, I think Carlos Hyde will be like the first down back for sure. We'll see about second and third. I think there could be a mix there. So 
Uh, it seemed to me Travis Homer was the guy as soon as, as soon as Chris Carson went down. So just interesting to see there. If this is a longer-term injury, I'd be picking up one of these guys. Since it's not, I wouldn't at all. Right on, man. And on the Miami side and their backfield, Rich, I mean, we talked about their backs in the offseason. We mentioned Kalen Bellage. We mentioned Matt Brito. We mentioned Jordan Howard. One guy we didn't mention was Miles Gaskin. And I don't know, does it appear to you that he's kind of won this job at this point out of nowhere? Oh, yeah. He's the guy. Um, and and before when Bellage got released, I should have I should have cued that in and said, okay, well, I didn't I didn't trust either of those guys. In the offseason, I was talking about, okay, well, I don't like either of those guys. The real guy I like is Kalen Bellage. I don't know why I never really checked back in with that, but yeah, um, this this guy Miles Gaskin, he's really good, man. He's popping on tape, he's hitting the hole, so he's doing what you need out of a running back. So you don't need a guy like Jordan Howard, and you don't need. Uh, you don't need Matt Breda, that's for sure. He's he's definitely Matt Breda, but better. So, and, and you, I'll tell you, Jordan Howard is being brought in in the goal line scenarios, and that's about it. That's where you see in the field. Uh, and and I get that. I get that play as as the Miami Dolphins. You're going to want to put it in his hand. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I missed the boat by not just checking back in with that. I had the right thought. You know, Jordan Breda. I didn't really like it. Didn't really think either of them would be fully effective. Right. Um, yeah, so we've seen it play out, and I think he's the guy the rest of the way. So if you've got him on your roster, you've got a back end, or I'd say RB two guy, but he's he's super solid. If he was my third running back in our in our league format, I, I'd be pretty happy with him there in that third running back. Nice. All right, guys. Next game up, uh, Rich. I'm gonna send this one to you. The Baltimore Ravens are traveling to play the Washington Football Team, going to DC. And, uh, you know, I'm just curious, are you thinking that Lamar Jackson's going to get back on track? The Chiefs, I mean, one of the only teams, it seems like, that have had Lamar Jackson's number. So they they took down uh, the Ravens on Monday. Everybody saw that. I'm just wondering if Lamar Jackson, you're projecting him to go into Washington and look like his uh, normal self. I think he'll get it straightened out this week. I think they'll take their – their aggressions and just really poured into the Washington football team. And so um, I did, I did mention in a previous episode, I think I said Chase Young was out um, like out, out, but he is, he's not, I I read that wrong. Maybe I've mixed up two players, but um, he's got more of a groin injury. So he's, he's, he's a week to week guy, but probably not this week. And, and man, could they use him? Uh, That would, that would, that would really change my thoughts on this game like a little bit. I wouldn't think it would be such a stomping. I think, mm. think, I think that loss is really big for the Washington football team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I see big days for the offense for uh, Baltimore definitely here. I, I see big day for Lamar Jackson. Uh, I also look for Mark Andrews to have a big day as well. He, he dropped a couple of balls last week, so I, I feel like they'll try to get him right back in rhythm and say, hey, no, you're you're still the vital piece. Here's the yep. ball. So I see a touchdown coming from out of Mark Andrews this weekend. Oh, I did want to also mention real quick, Dwayne Haskins, I don't know what's going on with you, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think it's time to pull the cord there. It seems like they want to give him a few more games. So, No more meatloaf for Dwayne? He's not invited for – I got I dropped him – Actually, just in time this week, and got me Fitz Magic. Nice. And I think that was definitely a, a vast upgrade. Yeah. The Washington Football Team, though, really on the football field. I hope they move on. Even Kyle Allen, if it's not, if Alex Smith isn't really ready for the football field, even Kyle Allen would be an upgrade because 
Dwayne Haskins, man, he's got a great arm, but he just – I don't think he has the feel for the NFL game, to be honest with you. Oh, another note, real quick, I'm sorry. Ron Rivera is away from the team now. He's having some cancer stuff going oh. on. So he's away from the team. So I just think this is all just like – all signs point to a real stomp in here. Yeah, I was just talking about, you know, blowouts not really happening that much, but I do think this one will be a blowout. I feel like the Ravens were just so outmatched and so outnumbered and outcoached. I mean, quoting John Harbaugh here, that they're going to go in and they're going to want to take some revenge. They want to prove that they're not like this shitty team that was shown on Monday. Well, not shitty, but compared to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling they're going to come out and they're going to want to put a stamp on who they are. So I think, actually, it's going to be a big, big day for their offense and defense. I think their defense is going to want to get after them, too. So Because they were embarrassed, too, out there. So I have a feeling that, you know, they might win by 20 points or so. Right on. It just hit me, though, Brad. You you could have had the Ravens defense for this week. Oh, no. Yeah. Been yeah. thinking about that. It's all right. What are you going to do? Uh. <laughs> you know who I had, though? Who do you I do have? have a chub. Oh, oh hey, boy. hey bro, what? Bro. Oh, come disgusting, on, dude! Come on, I know, I know, we're explicit, but I don't want to hear that shit. That's gross. No. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about, Nick, Nicky, 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 That's funny though, Rich, because I did have right on my notes Haskins to the bench? Question mark. I'm fucking ready for it. So let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> let me go throw fucking Terry the ball. Shit. <laughs> I'm fucking going nuts, dude. <laughs> he fucking yeah. when it comes to Terry McLaurin, I hate watching it right now because he is absolutely killing corners mm-hmm. all the time. Like it is left and right. If you watch tape on this kid, he is just straight killing these fools. And he can't get the ball. It's time He's to getting, get that kid. It's time to get that kid the ball, man. Yeah, somehow he ends up throwing touchdowns to Dontrell Inman twice, but yeah. can't get can't get Terry, my guy, the fucking ball somehow. And when he tries to throw to him, it's the worst throws. I don't get it. He's too fast. I've seen him get open, and it's like get him the ball, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's right there. He's too fast. He can't do the timing. I want people to see this kid is a top ten talent wide receiver in the NFL right now, man. It's like, but nobody sees that unless he's given the ball. Yeah. Have to be given something. What did I always say about wide receivers? Who throws in the ball? It's very important. It is. Don't worry. He'll get someone new thrown in the ball. It'll be okay. All right. Next game up guys. We're going to talk about this one. This is a big game. We mentioned it briefly on Monday. Minnesota, 0-3 Minnesota is traveling to 0-3 Houston, Brad. So someone's coming out of this 0-4, and I'm just wondering from your perspective, we got two bad defenses, kind of like this Thursday night game we're watching. Are you expecting like a fantasy jackpot where the offenses are just going off and you know you got big-time wide receiver touchdowns in this game? Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a lot of wide receiver play, especially from Texans. Their backfield is just not that great. They've had some injury. So I feel like Deshaun's going to put that on his shoulder and kind of carry him. So I actually feel like Deshaun's going to have a really big game. And then I think the Vikings are going to kind of mix it up with, you know, Cook and then uh, try for that play action and try and catch the, their speedy wideouts on the outside. So I feel like uh, they'll be in it the whole way. But I do feel like Texans being at home, their defense will stand up at the end and, you know, they'll win by a field goal or so. On the Vikings side of the ball, it seemed like, 
Dalvin Cook really came to life last week. So Oh yeah. I'm looking to see I think he'll come back and, and have a, a very good game again against the Houston defense. And uh one note I did see today that Will Fuller popped with a freaking hamstring. Mm. <laughs> popped with a hamstring on the practice report. And this is oh. Thursday. Thursday, so that's the second practice of the week. So he did not have a hamstring on Wednesday and he has a hamstring on Thursday, y'all. So much for yoga. We got to week four before we had a Will Fuller hammy or a groin, you know? Maybe you should be doing the hot yoga, not just the regular yoga. What's the over-under, guys, on the Todd Gurley knee where he's got to miss a game? I mean, can he get to week eight? No. <laughs> no. You're on borrowed time as we stand. Uh, I think it's like week six to eight, somewhere in there. Uh, I would right. say for this week to week six. That's why I was stressing you get Brian Hill, because I feel like I feel like it's coming in the next week or two. Uh, I, I do see a little bit of the writing on the wall, so I am glad I picked him up, especially because Brian Hill's look good. But we'll talk about the Falcons later. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, anything else on that Minnesota-Houston game, Rich? I mean, uh, Adam Thielen is, I don't know, he's not really finding the end zone as much. Uh, the Kirk Cousins spreading the ball around. Do you think Justin Jefferson is going to, you know, have another big game or was that uh, more of a flash in the pan? No, not necessarily a flash in the pan. But what I would say is that you would notice before when it was Diggs and Thielen that -hmm. there would be games that it was Diggs. There would be games that it was Thielen. I think we'll find ourselves kind of in that same boat again where there will be blow up games both directions. It's it's kind of a coverage issue, you know. Yeah. Uh play to play you're going okay, are they are they bracketing this guy or are they bracketing this guy? So I think we're going to see several other big blow up games out of Justin Jefferson this year. Just when it comes, you know, back and forth, who, who is it? That's a little tougher, but overall we we've seen that Kirk Cousins and this balanced offense can manage to, you know, top 15, 16 wide receivers. So uh, the numbers will be there, but week to week it may be tougher. Yeah, I mean, 175 would be very, very tough to to beat. Oh, yeah. That's a beast of a game. So even if you're putting out 125, 140-yard days, I mean, that's still beastly. So I do think – I don't know if he'll actually top that because that's such a high performance, but, man, if he does, that would be awesome. Awesome for you, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking as a manager with him eating dinner at my house, I would like to see him succeed. Next game, guys. Uh, out here in the desert, you know, we love these Cardinals, but they're on a little bit of a road trip, and they got to go all the way east to play Carolina. And I don't know if it's just me, guys. Uh, to me, the Cardinals have a little bit of ghosts in Carolina. They did have the one huge playoff game when they – you know, took down Jake DeLome back in the day on their Super Bowl run. But ever since then, Carolina seems to have just a, a curse on them. So I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit of trepidation about this game. I'm really hoping Kyler Murray gets back on track. So well, what are you seeing from uh, the Cardinals visiting the Panthers, Rich? I didn't actually pinpoint that until you just said that there, Mark. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like it's like haunting the whole feeling <laughs> of going back there. I'm like, man, like. I just have a negative feeling about the game. No matter, like all week, I've been thinking about the game. I'm like, man, I just like, I hope they win, and and I just I, I feel it's going to be a struggle there, um, uh, a tighter game. So I hope yeah. I hope they win. I hope they pull it out. I hope, like you said, Mark, uh, Kyler pieces it together a little bit better yeah. this week. I think he 
he saw windows that weren't there last week. And it was a little bit like his rookie season where he would just, you know, I think he thinks he's got that arm to just do it all. And sometimes it is just not there. So he's got to learn that still a little bit. So um, hopefully he learns it this week, and hopefully they have a nice balanced offense. I think the Cardinals need to go in there and run the football. I think set up this game, run the football. Little note, D-hop, last two days, uh, ankle in practice, not practicing. So keep an eye on that. That's that's going to be rough, but I think they can still manage a win with with him on the bench if they, if they need to, uh, if they focus in on that run game like they should. Carolina's run defense is really bad, so give Kenyon Drake the ball hand it off, run it, set up a nice little play action, little counter game. I think they can pull out a victory. I think they can pull out a victory. I do think it's going to be one of those uh, tough victories for them. For some reason, I don't know why, whenever Arizona goes to the East Coast, something about time zones and we're not used to them, they just uh, they don't do well out there. So whenever they travel, it always scares me, even though it's a team they should beat and on paper they should stomp them. Uh, I've seen Kyler make some rookie mistakes, so I wouldn't be surprised if he made one or two more and, you know, kind of kept Carolina in there. But I do think at the end of the day, they will squeak it out and win by about four points. So, Right on, man. And, guys, we did say uh, going forward we're going to try to hit as many games as we can and then pick the scores of a few games here, probably about three or four every week. And this is going to be one of them. So, you know, I'm predicting the Cards to go in and pull out a hard-fought victory. I'll say Cardinals 21, Panthers 17. I'm going to have to say Cardinals win it. 27 to 20. I just said they win by four and then I go come up with seven. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> and my, my score is going to be 24 to 20. So, uh, and the Cardinals winning. I do think, I do think it's going to be tough. I, I wouldn't even yeah. be surprised if, uh, if Kyler Murray's got to come back and win that game at the end for us. Right on guys. Uh, next game, we're going to go down to big D. They got the Cleveland Browns coming to town who, Cleveland Browns are over 500. They're looking a little bit better, I think. They're going to Dallas. Dallas, I mean, their defense is just getting torched. But Dak is on the other side is, you know, going off. So kind of interesting, man. Wondering about this game. When it comes to the uh, wide receiver core in Dallas, you know, is there someone you prefer more than Amari Cooper right now? Are you thinking they're all just going to have their days here? There's about four guys that are collecting fantasy points there in, in the Dallas wide receiving core. Yeah, I think it's just who's got the better day that day, who happens to have the better matchup, who's getting the better openings. I don't think Dak is, you know, kind of showing love to any one wide receiver. If you're open, he's throwing at the ball. He's having a great year. So I think he's just going to continue to spread the ball out. And not one of them's kind of standing out, but I mean, they're all collectively doing really well. So I feel like a lot of points are going to be scored in here. I feel like Cowboys are going to be at home. You know, Jerry and them, they all want to win with a balanced attack. But I do think the Browns are going to keep it real close because I do like their balanced attack. I feel like the way in their offense, the new offense they're running, it's very balanced and it's kind of hard to stop. So I do like what they're doing there. I think the Browns, man, definitely run the ball. Cowboys need to run the ball more they're throwing the ball a lot they need to find that balance um if they find that balance they have all the pieces in the world to just really operate just 
a really sick offense where as right now it's been a lot of throwing. I don't know. I don't know what that's been a system of, but um, this game, bad defenses, both sides, really bad defenses. So I think we'll see a lot of points. So get your players in there. Even, even Nick Chubb. I mean, Dallas defense is kind of a funnel defense where they're good against the run, bad against the pass. Um, But still, I, I still see just big days for pretty much everybody involved. I've actually had a little theory with these top, top backs, especially when they like Derrick Henry, Zeke. Now I've seen it with, I feel like in the early games, they're not trying to run them as much because they know in the later year when it's really cold and it's hard to throw, they're going to be pounding the ball. So they're kind of like saving him for later. So that's kind of why they're not using Zeke as much because they're going to pound the rock when it comes later in the season. I don't know. I, I, I fear that it's like a little bit of Mike McCarthy. I mean, Mike McCarthy always had a problem with, Good point. Actually, just giving a running back the ball, like you know, <laughs> he's got good running backs. Go ahead and give it to him. But I think he's <laughs> he's got this block to it for some reason. So I, I hope that they figure it out. That's Zeke back there. Let's go. Let's do what's good. He's got to eat. <laughs> Let him eat, man. Yeah, he will. So hopefully that's the case. Hopefully back into the season they're they're giving him twenty carries a game because that's when Zeke's effective. Yeah, I mean he got the ink done. His stomach says, "Feed me." Just feed the man. Come on. All right, guys, on to the next game, Rich. This one, I'm pretty excited about this game. The Chargers at the Bucks. Both of these teams have looked pretty good to me lately. I'm liking what I'm seeing on both sides. So, I mean, when it comes to Austin Eckler, you know, do you think the Bucks D, as well as they've been playing, are going to be able to shut him down? I think they'll shut him down as a runner, possibly. As a pass catcher, probably not, man. To be honest with you, that's a super aggressive defense in Tampa Bay, and I, you know I'm a I roster them. So what I would say is that Eckler probably will have a good day. I think he's actually set up kind of well for what he can do in the passing game against this defense. So I, I see him bottled up. I see Josh Kelly getting bottled up because he's more of their running back. But that passing game, I think they're going to utilize him a lot. I think they've got a young quarterback, and I think that's a good place for the ball to be fed for them to chew up some clock, keep the ball out of that Tampa Bay offense's uh, hands a little bit. So I think this will be a close game, uh, but I do think uh, Tampa Bay will pull it out. But yeah, from the Chargers side, that perspective is there. Um, injuries on the freaking Tampa Bay side. Yeah. Big injuries. Uh, Godwin will be ruled out. Big piece of news is, is uh, Leonard Fournette. He's got an ankle injury. He hasn't been practicing. So it sounds like Ooh. it's going to be Ronald Jones' show there. Well, that might not be a bad thing. Well, I mean, yeah, let's let's see one guy do it all and see what happens. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe he'll just get the job now, or maybe he won't get the job, and it'll be Leonard Fournette time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is his true last audition see what happens we give you a little give you the rock a lot and we'll see what happens i think the chargers uh the one thing i do like about them like you said they're very aggressive but they always seem to give up points and i do think tom brady as the weeks go on he's just getting a little bit better and better each week so i do think like you said they are gonna squeak it out in the end but i do think it's gonna be really interesting and fun game one note i did want to mention you guys uh, on the uh tampa bay side uh didn't get to it on monday but mike evans he had quite the efficient day last week with two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. That was a yeah, pretty yeah. interesting stat line. <laughs> two for two for two. It was crazy. Man. Jerome no, Bettis yeah. used to have that with rushes. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, so hopefully uh, Evans can find a little more real estate this weekend. We'll see. 
he'll take what you can get, though, man. <laughs> I mean, it's red zone targets. I love red zone targets for my wide receivers, but yeah, <laughs> that's pretty wild. Uh, one quick note, though: Scotty Miller too, not practicing as well. Um, so maybe a little waiver preview there, but um, go get go get him. Uh, Justin Watson is going to be the guy to step up. He looks suitable, man. He looks really good in that role. He was already looking good last weekend, maybe like a better play than Scotty Miller himself. So um, now that you can have Godwin and Miller out, I think he'll step into a nice role too, and there's, there's enough to go around. All right, guys, we're heading to the Windy City, and these Indianapolis Colts are coming in to play the Bears, and this uh, is going to be a real good test, I have a feeling, for my Bears. Um, not sure they're going to be able to get it done, but we'll find out. Uh, Indy's defense, though, right now, Brad, they're just on fire. Yeah, they had two touchdowns last week. That was pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, I just like what they're doing. Uh, I do think the Bears' defense is pretty good. I'm starting to be a believer, like Rich said. And, and like Rich said, I think, or maybe it was you last week, but when there's that quarterback change, it kind of sparks the team, you know? Yeah. So I do feel like this actually might be the game of the week. I think it's going to be a smash mouth game, back and forth, maybe like two, three lead changes. And I I don't know, man. The Bears have just been so lucky this this year. <laughs> I feel like they might yep. squeak it out again, like some missed field goal at like the end of regulation just so they still win. I think the Bears win by like two points or something. I like it. I like the idea. Yeah, I kind of have it steering towards the Bears' victory as well. I, I I love the Colts and what they do and all that. Uh, I just see kind of a little bit of that that juice with this team now. Like I said, yeah, what I had seen on the tape was the offensive line just like jacked up when Nick Foles came in. So it was just kind of this whole different thing. And I'm looking forward to this day just for offensive line play because on both sides of the ball, it's just going to be really great. So. I, I hope I see some really good play there. I, I think Jonathan Taylor will have a nice day. Yeah. I do kind of agree with the game flow. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game, and let's see who comes out at the end. I don't know. <laughs> Are the freaking Bears going to be 4-0, man? Uh, there's <laughs> no way in hell. Okay. <laughs> My question is, is Nick Foles going to uh, – you know, you guys kind of talked about it, Brad, on Monday, you know. I'm questioning if Foles can go from game to game and, you know, not be off the bench, be the starter. You know, you were talking about, well, next season, I wouldn't trust Foles. I don't even trust him in this game to not be Superman off the bench. He's out of his comfort zone. The Colts have had all week to prepare for him. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm expecting Nick Foles to look a little more pedestrian this week. But he won a Super Bowl. He didn't just come in off the bench to win a Super Bowl. No, it's true. Like he played the rest of the season. I mean, the whole mindset is like, I've got to do this for my team this year. Like we've worked so hard. We got to get through this. Coming into the season is like, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't really okay. think about this. Like, oh, okay. It's one thing when you're just like thrown in the water, you're like, oh, shit, I guess I got to swim. But when you're like, oh, I got to jump in that cold water, you start thinking about it, you know? <laughs> never think about it just jump in no just jump see that's what happens when he jumps in he does a lot better this year might be a little bit different with that mindset though because i would assume if i was nick Foles, i would have assumed that at some point this season the rock is going to be in my hand that's true so i don't know i mean that mindset might be it might be a little different for him this year right? coming in knowing eventually that ball is going to get to me and i'm going to throw it instead of Mitch. He's seen the tape. <laughs> the other thing about Foles, though, and this this indie defense is quick off the edge. 
not a lot of mobility. So he takes a couple Hold sacks. On. I could see a strip sack happening, you know, a fumble return. That's what I'm envisioning. But he stays in there and takes hits. So I see him doing what it takes to win the game. So a lot of big hits and big third down conversions. I mean, I think this is going to be a smash mouth game, dude. That's a good point, Brad. I've seen Nick Foles hang in there a long time just to make sure he's going to be have the time to make a play and make a completion. One guy I wanted to kind of discuss with you guys, I'm blown away right now with Mr. Jimmy Graham. What's going on with this guy? <laughs> Rejuvenation. Yeah, man. And just like scoring touchdowns left and right. He has gotten in the end zone quite a few times. He's also made quite a few boneheaded errors, just middle of the field, though, not really in the end zone. He's caught the passes in the end zone for the most part. But, uh, you know, I'm not convinced that he's going to be necessarily rejuvenating. Classic. Classic Jimmy Graham, making boneheaded mistakes, but also just <laughs> making two touchdowns a game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. I mean, he's scoring touchdowns. Yeah. So... I mean, if you like uh, Fells, I don't know why you wouldn't like Jimmy Graham. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. it's time for him to be rostered in most leagues, I would say. And, I mean, uh, apparently Noah Fant got hurt, so I might need a tight end. Uh, I'll look into that. <laughs> Someone's in the market. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll move it along. Uh, next game. The Saints traveling to the Lions. Rich, I'm going to send it to you. Drew Brees on the road. We, we've touched on it before. It's always a little hit or miss with him. The Lions aren't a great team, but, you know, they're one and two now. They got the win. I'm wondering, Rich, are you thinking that Matt Patricia bought some time last week by beating the Cardinals? Oh, of course, yeah. He he did, but I think, you know, bottom line, by the end of the season, they're going to realize he's not the guy. But, yeah, he, the clock's ticking on him. He he's he's not a great coach, in my opinion. I don't I don't really like it. I I I think the Cardinals gave him one. They they didn't come in and win that. I mean they they came with a good game plan. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll give him a little bit of credit. But you know if Kyler doesn't give in to that game plan last week, I think it's a different story. Like he had ability to own what that defense was doing. He just didn't do it. So. What I do see here is, yeah, you talked about road breeze, uh, road breeze versus home breeze. He's so much better at home. Uh, he is going on the road. Uh, the Lions, though, I just don't see them putting up all the resistance. One thing I'd like to see is, I hope Michael Thomas is back, man. I, yeah. I like to see, I like to see this on the offense with all the pieces in place. We talked about that. That's what it's supposed to be, and that's how it really operates. Drew Brees needs him out there, that that receiver to be there. Oh yeah, um, to really settle them in. I, I found this note that Drew Brees hasn't won a game without Michael Thomas. So if he's not in the lineup, he hasn't won a game with without him since 2016. He needs him. He needs yeah. Michael Thomas, man. Yeah, so hopefully he's back. Uh, should be a good game either either way. Offensively, I still think for the Saints because Sean Payton will have the advantage here. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, we're seeing a little bit, and it's kind of sad, but the deterioration of Drew Brees' arm. A little bit. So when he was at home, I mean, he would put up 35, 40 points, and that was his ceiling. And it seems like his ceiling now is like 24, 25, like – even great games, he's only putting up three touchdowns and like 250 yards. So I feel like his ceiling is a lot lower, but even his floor is still the same. I still think that he's going to, you know, go 14, 15 points, and that's the lowest he'll ever get. So, I mean, he's, he's tough start, but like, he, like he's a winner and he's fun to watch. But fantasy-wise, he's tough. 
Because, like, you want to start him. He's got such a good name. He's like, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But if he's barely throwing 300 yards, it's it's kind of tough. Hey, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't even listening to you, Brad, because Melvin Gordon just got a 45-yard touchdown on me. So, Oh, boy. I have no idea what you just said. I was just watching that happen. Fucking junk-ass Jets, dude. Get out of here. Making Melvin Gordon look fucking great right now. Wow, dude. Okay. All right. Continue. Brad, didn't you say Melvin Gordon was having a good game, bro? Yeah, who's on my boom? Oh, boy. Jets are junk, man. Look at that tackle. Look at five guys late to the party. You can't call that a tackle. <laughs> what tackle, man? Olay. Next up, guys, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. The 0-2-1 Eagles are heading out west to play the 49ers. 49ers are still all banged up. I'm not sure if they're going to get any of their pieces back. Saw maybe George Kittle is going to play. Uh, I want to start on the Philly side of the ball first, though. Brad Carson Wentz. I mean, is it time to bench this guy? Does he need to sit down for a couple games? What's going on with him, man? Well, I mean, you can't just blame Carson Wentz. There's there's no one blocking for him. I mean, you put anyone back there, I don't think you're going to see great results. Philly right now is just a bad team, dude. I mean, they've got so many pieces, yet they're just they're bad. I I don't think they're going to win a lot of games this year. Man, this is a horrible replay. They're just showing it in slow mo. It's awful. Rich, on the San Francisco side, you got any more on the injuries? I heard uh, Debo Samuel could be back. There's also, you know, there's, there's just got injuries all over the place. I'm not even sure who they're going to be bringing back this week. They are bringing back George Kittle for sure. Um, so he'll play. That's nice. I like to see that, not as a Cardinals fan, but as as a fantasy guy. It's, it's good to see the players back out there. So uh, Debo Samuel started practicing this week. And Kyle Shanahan said if he gets three days of practice in a row and they feel good and they're confident, then he's good to go. So he could play this weekend. I'll be happy to see it as a guy who rosters him. Yeah, I actually think that uh, San Francisco is just a better team than Philly, and they're going to put up a lot of points. Even though their offense and a lot of t- people are out, I just feel like they're a better coach team and they're just going to better smash mouth team. And when you're dealing with a bunch of injuries, Smash Mouth can still win. So I see them kind of dominating this this week, winning by, you know, double digits, 15, 16 points. Uh, next game up is the Buffalo Bills at the Las Vegas Raiders. So the Raiders, they kind of got beat up a little bit in New England. Uh, Bill Belichick handled John Gruden in the, the game plan department. But they're going back home, and they got the Bills coming in. The Bills are just on fire with Josh Allen and – yeah, are you expecting the Bills to come out there and get a win, Rich? I think they're the better team. I, I think they'll come out and get a win. I think Josh Allen will have a good game plan for this uh, Raiders defense. They're not very good. Not a very good defense over there. I, I like I like them offensively. I like what they do. That's John Gruden for you, but I don't think the defense is very good. They're not playing up to They have some talent on that side of the ball, too, and they're just not living up to it. So Josh Allen, I see a big day. One, one note, John Brown's not practicing, so look out for that. There might be a replacement there, the rookie Gabe Lewis. He's actually impressive. So he, there's kind of like a little bit of talk already that like maybe he's already the new John Brown for that offense. So that's maybe a name that to, to look into, at least monitor. And the other side of the ball with the Raiders, Ruggs and Edwards look like they won't be playing. So we talked about it, I think, before, but Hunter Renfro is a good look. So Raiders offense is still going to be clicking, man. They're, they're going to click. I, I think it's a good offense, solid offense with all the pieces they have. So Yeah, I think Jacobs was bottled up a little last week, and 
Uh, he's not a guy that likes to get bottled up, so I feel like he's going to kind of want to use those legs again. And I I feel like Buffalo's defense is not as stellar as I thought they would be coming out. So I feel like, you know, it's going to be a tight game, but Buffalo will win in the end. So Sweet, man. So we got two games left to talk about before we hit the intermission, guys. We're going to pick the scores on both of those. So first one up, Brad, Atlanta at Green Bay. Atlanta, I can't think of a team that's more desperate for a win at this point. It's on Monday Night Football. What are you foreseeing from this uh, Falcons-Packers tilt? I don't know how the Falcons can win this game. I mean, the Packers have been hitting on all cylinders. I feel like their defense is even playing, like, you know, decent enough to keep their offenses playing so well that their defense is playing well enough. Man, even if they come out to a lead, I just don't trust it. So I feel like they're just going to lose it in the end, and the Packers are just going to put up maybe five touchdowns and two field goals. So i say 41 points on them. Actually, no, I'd even say more. I'm going to go 48 points. Packers will score against them. 48 to what? Uh, 27. Got it. Atlanta, man, it's unfortunate because they're they're not equipped to handle what Aaron Rodgers is about to bring in this game. Nope. They're not. They're just not. I mean, regardless of what point it happens in the game, there's going to be just these big, booming throws they're gonna happen and that's regardless of what's happening with the with the wide receivers um i don't know if you guys saw it today but alan lazard he's out he's out indefinitely uh he got a core surgery so they don't know when he'll be back but um i don't care who's out there catching balls this is aaron Rodgers. this is this offense that's schemed up just right there's enough with aaron jones mvs just out there or uh, Devontae Adams is looking like he's going to play this week. So I, I, I anticipated uh, a good Packers game here. So I don't know if I'll go to 48 points, but um, I'll go with that 41 figure. Oh, okay. 41, and I do think Atlanta can put up some points because they know how to chuck the ball too. It does kind of play into what Green Bay is good at. They're a funnel defense as well, but in reverse. So, like, they're pretty good against pass, but not so great against run. So that's kind of like how it funnels. But um, I still see them putting up some points. So 41-28. Right on, guys. Yeah, I'll take uh... – I guess I'll take Atlanta, man. I can't imagine this team going to 0-4. I'll go 35-31 Atlanta, and, hey, maybe Todd Gurley gets it going. Imagine <laughs> Two that. touchdowns for Gurley. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. It's, I can yeah. see it all in my mind right now, man. Honestly, it's on Monday night, so, like, why not, dude? One last big hurrah on Monday night. <laughs> One last. Blows it out as he dives in for that third <laughs> touchdown of the day, you know. That's all right. After three touchdowns, blow it out, man. I got Brian Hill now. Yeah, and Mark's like, I got Brian Hill, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now you're set, dude. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's going to be a good game, though. Uh, all right, the last one, guys. We have the New England Patriots at the Kansas City Chiefs. And really excited to see this Cam versus Patrick Mahomes matchup. Rich, what are your thoughts on this game, man? Uh, interesting little note. Uh, when I wrote down this game, I, I can't believe we did it last. What do you know? I called it the game of the week. And uh, I appreciate that, Brad. Why'd you, why'd you give me the game of the week to go first on? That was great. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward for this one. This is gonna. This is why we watch football, man. Bill Belichick versus Andy Reid, man. Pat Mahomes and Cam Newton out there. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, should be interesting. I did want to bring up the note that Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs is dealing with an injury. If he's out, I think that's a big game changer when it comes to the run game for New England. New England's run game has been really on point all year. 
it happens that the Chiefs have been really bottling up the run. Minus Chris Jones, that might not be the story. So look out for who knows which running back. Uh, I'm hoping Damian Harris starts to get his run. We'll see what happens with that backfield. Very interesting backfield every year. Yeah, it's kind of hard for me to imagine that the Patriots are going to come in here and do anything different than what Baltimore did. I mean, that Baltimore is a, a solid, fine team, dude. Yeah. I mean, great quarterback play, like solid pl- people all around. And the Chiefs just literally manhandled them. But while I do feel like Belichick's a better coach and he'll have a better game plan, you know, than Baltimore did, I I don't think you can stop the Chiefs at this point. So I feel like, you know, they'll keep it close, and at the end it, they're just going to give in and they're just going to keep going. Yeah, one note I had on that was that uh, Julian Edelman of the Patriots has no touchdowns yet this year. So he's usually that guy, uh, you know, getting in the end zone, but it looks like him and Cam haven't found the connection just yet. He's been that possession-type receiver for them. So I don't think he's looking his way. I think he is looking to kill Harry's way, a, a guy I just happened to drop today. But I do think he's a viable play. Uh, Nikhil Harry's the guy he's looked towards in the red zone. Hasn't been effective yet, but he's looked his way. And also, Cam runs it in half the time, too. So, Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Good point. Yeah, let's go ahead and pick the score then, guys. I am going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to improve to 4-0, say uh, 28-26. Ooh, that's some defense. I've got them at 38-35, but Kansas City pulling it out. I'm going to go Kansas City wins 27-20. Wow, you guys like the Kansas City defense. (laughs) I think they're a little underrated, honestly. I think I wrote that note on here. I think their offense makes their defense better. Yeah. That plays. I mean, that's why I like Tampa Bay's defense this year. Oh, hold on, hold on. What the? Noah Fant, he's all good. Minor, it's fine. Noah Fant, minor. Sweet. Even though he was carted off the field. Whoa. They're just being precautious. Dude, that's a lot of gas mileage. Those things are expensive, yeah. man. Damn that field, you got to fix the turf. Well, and sometimes, dude, you'll see him like carrying a huge dude, and they just got him around his shoulders, and he's hopping for, <laughs> all the way across the field. You're like, dude, if you're gonna get anybody a cart, get that like 300 pound lineman that busted oh, his ankle. The quarterback yeah. for sure. <laughs> Running back, maybe. <laughs> lineman, get your ass over there. Hop off the side yeah. real quick. <laughs> Roly-poly your way over there, buddy. Let's go. The butt guts. No way, man. <laughs> give, him, give him a cart. Uh, you ever heard that term, the butt guts? The butt uh, guts? Uh, no? That's what they call a lineman. Oh. Uh, That's what Ron Wolfley calls him. <laughs> Rise up, Ritzy! You don't disagree with that man. <laughs> no, he knows what he's talking about. And you don't want to fucking disagree. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, it is now the halfway point. You know, we got some uh, exciting, you know, like we follow that organic flow, and we'll hit you guys with the burnouts and the kind buds, and don't forget about the Acapulco gold. That's all on the other side of the intermission, but real quick, uh, Brad, look around, man. Kaka, kaka. That's right. It's time once again for everybody's favorite part of the show. It's the herbal intermission. We're always trying out new products and giving them our unique uh, reviews. So, uh, Rich, buddy, what you puffing on today? All right, man, let's get high. Let's get high. Uh, (laughs) Because we're going to get high. Um, 
man, I've got, uh, sorry, I'm a little stoner moment here, but I forgot my shit and <laughs> just getting to it now, so that, that's acceptable, though, that, that can happen. Uh, so I got a cactus chiller, that's what this thing is called. I think we did this a long time ago, that's what I'm kind of remembering right now, but I've got a cactus chiller from Timeless, Timeless Vapes again. Oh, yeah. Probably should start probably start branching out just a little bit but i do like timeless i, I, I like timeless vapes they're they're the most consistent vape i've found so i try to stick with them so far they've got these cool flavors too cactus chiller i don't know i don't know if that's an actual uh strain i'm not sure it says it's a hybrid here but uh let's give it a puff Let's see what we got. It sounds like it was born and raised in AZ with a name like uh, Cactus Chiller, man. You can't trust labels. Ooh. Well, I like it already. It says, oh, yeah. And I like how on the packaging of these Timeless, I don't know if you guys can see that, um, but like at the bottom here, uh, right there, see it says chill. Mm. So like on, on the different one, there's like on my full Indicas, it'll say... Uh, sleep some of them say sleep, sleep i think and then i think there's other ones that say relax this one says chill and then like uh all the sativas say energy so it's kind of cool um cactus chiller though it's very tasty that's if they actually are sativas oh yeah you don't want to get lied to you know i was gonna reach out on the instagram post i'd be like yo guys what the fuck <laughs> like <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up? Yeah, what's up? You can just talk to them and say gently, like, hey, I happen to do a review of your product. <laughs> and I happen to notice. Under the guise of it being a sativa. It's not even the hybrid sativa. It is an indica <laughs> dominant. 70%. 70 <laughs> I will say the good people at Harvest said that I could take it back and exchange it as long as it's not open and it's within two weeks. So I was, I was pretty happy about it. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, but I'm smoking a lot of weed and it's an indica. Smoke it up. So uh, I'm just going to relax and smoke it. I, I, I'd say, man, nighttime. That's that's good smoking. The right time. 70 30 for you? Nighttime's the right time. <laughs> you know what that is? I don't even know what these things I say. That's the funniest part. I don't even know what it's from. Isn't that like that Adam Sandler thing? Nighttime is the right time. The nighttime is the right time. I think it. I think it's something. It sounds familiar. I can't remember. I don't even know half the things I say. I, I don't even know where it comes from, man. It just pops in the head and it flows out. There's no filter. Sometimes it's gold. Sometimes it's shit. I don't know. But. For some reason, Deuce Bigelow is coming to mind, uh, but uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not for sure on that quote. I have seen that movie, so maybe that's rattling around in there from there. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. But yeah, bro, it's this uh, this cactus chiller is good, man. Tasty. I like the flavor. I can't quite place it. I've already had about four hits of it now, and I still can't place it. So I'm gonna just keep hitting it. See what happens. <laughs> I like that philosophy, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> you should have a nano. I've had many nanos. Too many nanos, probably. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> have another. See what happens. Come on. Peer <laughs> hey. pressure. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> see? 
This is this is good. Yeah. Take two. They put this atomic warhead. I mean nano. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nano 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 warhead. Sour as those fucking warheads. Oh, dude, I can't even do warheads. I'd never be able to do that. You didn't like warheads? No. I used to like them kind of. I always liked sour candy growing up. Yeah, make yeah. my cheek all raw and like, ugh, couldn't take it. Yeah. <laughs> some people like that. Yeah, some people just like, like they're, they're sadistic and they love the pain. I don't know hey, why. Man. They sell <laughs> millions of boxes of Captain Crunch and everybody knows that turns the roof of your mouth to hamburger meat. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, what is it, uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos? That'll do it to you. That'll do it. Here we go again. Here we go again. We're going to make me need a snack. Talking about the snacks. Oh, shit. <laughs> Snap it to a Slim Jim. Or you, Tostito, those Tostitos, you remember those growing up? You bite in the way, you're like, ah, ah, but you're like oh, still man. chewing. You can't spit it out. You're like, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Sweet. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up right there. That was a good intermission, and Rich, we'll both check in before it's over, because uh, yeah, we'll let's see what they did. Yeah, let's see what happened there. So, all right, guys, you you remember it, Mark? I'm not in charge of remembering the check-in. Oh, dude. Wait, 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 Brad, you too. Well, let's see if we remember to check in. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Oh, that might help. But, okay. I mean, this whole page is scribbled all... I mean, look at that. I can't read anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just scribbles. That's what, I, that's, what I, that's what I do, too. Got, look at my page. <laughs> Dude, I just pictured, like, Charlie Day, you know, writing some shit down. Mark's like, I'm writing this down. And it's like, like, stick figures and, like, blunt drawn out. Like, we had to talk about smoke. You know, like... This crazy, she's like, I'm writing it down, dude. He's got like all these papers just scattered around. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just drew this oh, uh, Cypress Hill logo in the corner. Yeah. Just like back in the day. Just like it. <laughs> That's awesome. Not paying attention, drawing pictures. <laughs> drawing pictures. <laughs> Well, that's good, man. All right, guys, we got to get into it because the people need to know, man, who is going to suck it up this weekend. And the way we call it, we follow that organic logic and we call them our fantasy burnouts. And uh, I got three guys, you know, I'll start with one. Not meaning any offense to uh, anyone on the podcast when I say this, but Terry McLaurin. uh, Yeah, I think he's going to have a rough day just with the QB uncertainty and I think the Ravens are a little uh, pissed off after how Monday Night Football went down. So that's one of my burnouts. I'm not going to change mine. We'll just keep rolling with it. You don't have to. T- I don't have to take any offense. He's on my list, <laughs> Terry McLaurin. I'm a Terry Terry McLaurin fantasy manager, and he's on my list as a burnout this week. I can read the tea leaves on the wall. It's it's not a good matchup. Mm. It's it's a really shitty matchup, to be honest with you. Uh, not looking forward to it. Not looking forward to what's going to happen to Dwayne Haskins specifically. I think if you watch, and and I would I would encourage people to watch. If you watch the game, I think you'll still see Terry McLaurin beating people. So if you pay attention to that enough in this game, check that out for a minute. I mean, you're not going to sit around and watch a blowout for anything else. So you might as well check that out mm. uh, if you're watching the game and check him out killing people he's definitely just he's making people look foolish out there so if he does that again this weekend i'm i'm high on him for the back half of the season for sure but not this week not this he burns out i'll do you want me to go again yeah go for it man yeah okay i got um i think miles sanders at san francisco okay 
I think that's a rough matchup for him. The offensive line is not good. It's not good yet. Nope. Um, they keep have, they keep having injuries. They're shifting people around every week. It's not good, and it's not good when you come in and have to handle what uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense is going to be bringing at you. That or defense that that uh, Robert Sala's defense. He's gonna he's gonna bring something for this offensive line that it's just that's not a good situation. So I, I don't like that. You got it, Brad. I got two. I'm ready. Oh. Go for well, it. I already had one, but I, I don't know why I just didn't say the one. So my first off was uh, Miles Sanders. I think uh, it's a real tough team to be on Philly right now, man. And San Francisco, even as injured, I still see them just dominating and dominating. So I feel like he's not going to have a lot of holes to run, and he's going to kind of just kind of stutter out maybe three yards of carry, and that's about it. And then I see them kind of leaning away from the, pa- the run game and just straight passing. So he's not going to have many opportunities. And my other one I'd say is Austin Eckler. So I think Austin Eckler, like Rich said, he's going to get shut down. That Tampa D, that's a real good defense right now. I'd say they're going to be top three all year. And I just think that he's going to find very tough running room. And I even think he's not going to get too much passing game going on. So I feel like he's going to have kind of a dud game and no touchdowns. Right on, man. Uh, Another guy I had, Allen Robinson. Uh, I just feel like, you know, people might be a little high on him after last week. And this Colts secondary is really strong. I'm not expecting him to, you know, have another 18-point effort. So he'd be a guy I'd project to have a down week and maybe Anthony Miller gets more targets. I think those corners are very good. I think actually both of those both those guys are going to have really tough matchups. I, I kind of might be interested in like a Jimmy Graham this week for that huh. reason. But yeah, I, I think overall, I think Allen Robinson's top fifteen wide receiver. But yeah, this weekend tough matchup, so I like that one. My last burnout guy for you guys, uh, it's actually going to be Kyler Murray. Not to be bad about it or anything. I, I think we pull out a victory. I think he kind of is key and instrumental to getting us the victory. But I'm talking fantasy purposes here, and I think. What I'd like to see and what I hope I see, and if if the writing's on the wall, they'll they'll hand the ball off to Kenyon Drake. It'll be a big Kenyon Drake game. I think I remember a game last year where uh, Chase Edmonds got like three touchdowns, and it was like Kyler Murray got twelve points. I, I I see a game like that where we 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 still win the game. Kyler just doesn't turn the ball over, and we're, we're more solid. Is it Brad? You got one more? Or is it just down to me? I think I got one more. I'm gonna actually mark Todd Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> I think this uh I think they like this what they see in the they see in Hill and uh it's gonna be more <clears throat> excuse me, more of a timeshare. And so he's just gonna get less and less carries now. And I mean I think that is good for Gurley because his carries will be more productive when that happens. But I do see it just he's gonna shift down from, you know, a, a running back one to maybe a two or three and he's just not gonna have a great game. It's funny, I've never thought of it from that perspective, though, Brad, of if he remains healthy and they've dialed him back to, like, 13 carries a game, is he is that is that balance, is that ratio balance out? We're like, okay, now he's, now he's fresh. Now he can score his touchdowns that he's supposed to score and be a, a touchdown monster like he is and continue to just go out there 13 carries, but pretty much a touchdown a game. Yeah, I mean, I think he's solid for about 10 to 15 points a game. I don't think he has a real high ceiling like I think you were expecting, Mark. But at the same time, he doesn't have a low floor either. So that's kind of – Right. 
He's more of a nice flex position guy. And I mean, unfortunately right now you kind of got him as your running back because if that's what you have, but I do feel like down the road, if he does get hurt, that will benefit you because you have Hill. You'll have that nice solid young piece and going forward, he'll actually be a top tier running back. So I think it's just kind of a waiting game and just see what happens. I think if you had Brian Hill solely to him, I mean, other than I mean, Atlanta does like to pass the ball, man. Mm-hmm. That's the other problem right now is that they pass the shit out of yes, the ball. Yes, they do. But maybe if they had Brian Hill, they would be a little more keen to doing some more with the running backs. So I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it, it's a tough situation. Something something you just got to keep monitoring. They're zero and three, and they pass the shit out of the ball. So maybe Dan Quinn should uh, reevaluate his little game plan and. Maybe get the running backs yeah. more involved and control the rock. That's probably going to help out his defense. He may be passing so much because he knows he can't run as much, you know. So he's going into these games with a game plan of like, hey, I've got to pass because I can't run the shit out of Gurley. He's going to break down. And he didn't have confidence in the younger backs. But now as he's seeing Hill and he's getting more confidence, maybe he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's run it 25 times. Let's run it 30 times. And let's control the clock and maybe we'll stay in these games. Yeah, we talk about it a lot, but balanced offense. If you could, if you could put these players into a balanced offense, yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan's really chucking the ball right now. Oh, so, yeah. if you could dial him back to where he's throwing thirty-five times a game instead of forty-five, uh, man, how much more efficient could it be playing that off of that? Yeah, yeah Julio Jones, that. Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst. I mean, these are good Russell weapons. Gage, yeah, these are all pass catchers. Todd Gurley's a pass catcher. Brian Hill's a pass catcher. So. Everybody catches the ball, so I, I get that. But man, just look around and see how see how you can make your offense efficient. I always I always just lean towards those like nice and balanced running and passing attacks. <laughs> yeah, and uh, before I get to my last burnout, guys, uh, Brad, just quick question. So we have our three burnout slots every week. I know you've been penciling in Todd Gurley like every week. Should you just go ahead and hit it with some permanent marker at this point? Is he going to be there every week, bro? Well, no, because once his knees give in, then I don't need to pencil him in anymore. He's just out. So there's no reason to use permanent ink. Okay. He won't be there. Permanently. All right, <laughs> fucking guy. All right. Uh... <laughs> I am very proud of you, Mark. I actually called Mark up and I just gave him a big congratulations. Like, hey, he's like, what do you call me for? I'm like, he picked up Brian Hill. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and he's like, that's it? I'm like, yeah. That was about Good it. Good job. That he's was like, All right. <laughs> I got to go. I'm like, cool. I got to go too. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> I was very happy for you, Mark. I was going to pick him yeah. up if you didn't. I don't know if you knew this. But if you didn't put that in, he was on my team. Yeah, I figured it was time, man, for sure. I was going to teach you a lesson. <laughs> my last <laughs> uh, burnout here, guys. Uh, you might be a little <laughs> surprised at this one. I'm going big for once on my burnout. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers chokes it up this Whoa. week. Man, we'll, we'll see if he's Mr. Monday Night Football. I'm not convinced. So I have a feeling he, he might have a bad game. And, uh, yeah, I got him on my burnouts. That's a fucking spicy pick, Mark. That is very spicy. Wow. Bold. Yeah. That's some old BQ, man. Shit. That's that's out there, man. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. We'll, we'll, let's check in on that one on Monday. Yeah, man. Two passing touchdowns, but under 18 points. We'll go that way. So, like, 250, two touchdowns? Something like that, yeah. That's pretty mediocre, in my opinion. 
in today's passing age. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to the good stuff here, the kind buds. I got one for you. This is a guy I've uh, been a little more impressed with him the last few games. Keenan Allen out there in, for the L.A. Chargers. Something tells me he's playing a little better and he's got a little connection with Justin Herbert. So it's a tough matchup, but I think he'll have a pretty good game again. I like that one. I, I do see that connection there. So he's going to I think he's going to turn into that solid 10 catch guy again where yeah. he just catches the ball a lot and you know i don't think he has the ability to break plays but he could be a red zone option for them too so you know i i like to play i don't know if he can really like spike up maybe but you know certain matchups might be there so maybe maybe we'll see that spike up this week sweet man who you got for one of your guys uh brad i think joe burrow is gonna have himself a day Uh, he's only projected at 19 i think he's gonna get somewhere in the range of 30 so I think he's going to get about four touchdowns and just put the team on his back. They're at home, and, man, it's going to feel good to get his first win at home. So I feel like they're ready for this, and he's going to he's gonna do a great game. He's going to rush the, run the ball, first downs, and throw it all over the field, just totally dominate. I can see that, man. I've got, I've got a guy in the same game. I think that game is going to lend itself to some offense. Um, so I got a, a, a good kind bud this week. Uh, like I'm still puffing on some good kind bud. That's I think I had two more since we got to the kind bud. Uh, so, but I got James Robinson. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he's going to have a really stellar game here. I think he's going to have a nice two two touchdown, 120 yard game. This guy's used a lot. He's he's out there a lot. They barely use Chris Thompson, so out there about 75 percent of the snaps, taking all of the carries. He's taking all the targets. So. This guy's been performing as a top five back, and, and I see him having a good week again. A little tail off coming up for him probably here pretty soon, but uh, when you play Cincinnati, that helps. Right on, man. Yeah, another one I got, uh, you know, I mean, this one's pretty obvious, but it's about time that I think Zeke got after it and got himself two or three touchdowns. Uh, that's kind of the game I'm projecting for him this week. So, yeah, man, Ezekiel Elliott, I'm going to say he eats on Sunday. Does he does he gobble gobble three turkeys or three three turkey touchdowns or what? Yeah, I'll, I'd say three touchdowns. I can see it happen. So three touchdowns, hundred yards, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I like that. So I like it. We're gonna call it like thirty point day for you. You do the math, dude. I'm not even gonna try that. You're the fantasy wizard, man. One hundred twenty yards and three touchdowns, thirty points. So unless there's a fifty yard touchdown play, that'd be thirty one. If you say so, man. I've. <laughs> Don't ask me about numbers. <laughs> I defer to Brad in all number conversations. He's the math wizard, the rain man of the show. Don't ask me to spell shit, but I'll, I'll do the math for you. Auto spell was like the best thing that ever happened in my life. It's like, oh, that's how you spell that shit. <laughs> all right, Mr. Mathlete, you got uh, you got another a bud for us? I do. I think uh, Mr. Aaron Jones is going to have himself a day. I think uh, Atlanta's just got piss poor defense. I think there's gonna be a lot of checkdowns. He's that wonderful pass catching back, kind of like Camara. And I feel like they're just gonna have a wonderful day. He might he might get close to his big day back in forty two. I say him getting over thirty five. So creeping up there is a top stellar back, man. Yeah, man. Aaron Jones is he's looking like he's like top three almost. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think he's going to solidify himself in that role. So that's that's a nice pick. Found it interesting earlier, Brad. You you put Mister Eckler into your burnouts, right? And you, 
I have him in my buds. Oh, look at you. A little disagreement this week, sir. Mm-hmm. So I was it was between him and Jonathan Taylor, but I figured I'd go with I'll go with Eckler. I do think she was wrong, sir. I think things are gonna open up for him in that passing game. He's gonna make a couple people miss and get a couple big long touchdowns. I disagree. Obviously, clearly. Yeah. I think he's gonna get some catches, but he's gonna he's not gonna get many yards after the catch. I feel like they're gonna wrap him up. We shall soon see on Sunday. We should make a note of this, Mark. Draw a picture. Got it. Draw a picture of Austin Eckler with his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> That's above my pay grade, man. I'm stick figures only. <laughs> It's like a bird that's talking to a big like stick figure. Oh yeah, we gotta talk to Eckler. That's right. Uh, Mark, did you have one more? No, I got my two out, and now we're just on. It's time for that Acapulco Gold, the big one, guys. Who is going to be the top scoring fantasy player in our league this weekend? Brad, send it to you, buddy. Who you got? I got my man, Mister Russell Wilson, playing against Miami. I feel like this guy is on a mission. I don't care who he's playing, what team is going against, who's injured or who's on his side of the ball, but this guy will find a way to win, whether he's got a run for 15 yards and slide or he just throws it to his running backs and they get easy touchdowns. So I feel like he's going to get – literally I think he's going to get five more touchdowns this game, passing touchdowns, and have back-to-back-to-back five passing touchdown games. Very good. Um, man, I, I, I'm just thinking, like, you as a Russ Wilson owner, you expect him to score, like, minimum three touchdowns in a game. That's, like, the minimum. Well, I mean, expectations are high. Yeah, minimum three, like, but, like, five is, like, okay, yeah, like, all right, yeah, he, here's Russ Wilson, man, five touchdowns. Yeah, I think five is, like, okay, that's what I expected. Four oh, is, God. like, oh, that's a good game. Man. Three is like, oh, you know what? Everyone has a bad day. <laughs> you know, two is like, check his temp. I check his temp. Do <laughs> <laughs> we need to call the doctors? Yes. Yeah. Get a medical team in here. He threw touch- yeah. two touchdowns this week. What's going on? Let's figure yeah. it out. <laughs> if it's one, let's set him on a couch. Let's talk to him. Let's find out what's going on with his head. Something's up. If it's no touchdowns, let's put him on a ventilator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I literally, guys, I am jealous of you guys' quarterback situation this year. I'll, I'll admit it here right on the air. I'm jealous of you guys' quarterbacks. You got Pat Mahomes and freaking um, – who's the other guy? Russ. <laughs> the guy that plays for Seattle. That one guy. <laughs> the quarterback for Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do that thing. Uh, but, no. Now, let me ask you this, Rich. Since you uh, – you're speaking openly. I feel like this is a safe place we can speak open. Sure, go ahead. You've always been a very big proponent of not spending for quarterbacks. $10 max on all, on both. Hold on. I do think there is a separation when it comes to the upper echelon. And when people are having extra special seasons, that's different. So like Lamar Jackson's season was a little different. And I'll tell you right now, Russ Wilson's season was a little different. Yeah. So that is that is like the exception to the rule. But I'll tell you, drafting into it, like you just don't know. You don't know that that's going to be that. I think Lamar Jackson's a little under what like he's would have been anticipating this year. Oh, for the price? Yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's great, but like for the price, we're not looking for that. That's usually not what we're looking for. But like even I mean Pat Mahomes is the same thing this year. I think Pat Mahomes is just a click behind you, Brad, with that. So I think those guys have like separated themselves enough that there was value. There was some value in it. Whereas like 
most years though i think i think when it comes to drafting that's like kind of a different story but like in season if i see quarterbacks who are just going off and they're they are like separating themselves i'll I'll look it up here in a sec but their numbers are separated from from the rest of those guys once you get past two yeah i mean i know russ is not going to keep it up all year he's averaging like 35 points a game right and and our standard non-ppr i think even Lamar in his great year was 28? 28 or so when he was averaging. For, yeah. And that was for the I year. I mean, right now, this is insane what he's doing right now. If he keeps this up, I mean, this is something extremely special. And Josh Allen is just like a hair behind him. I don't know if he's going to keep that up. I got it pulled up. Let's hear it. Russ Wilson is at 34. Josh Allen at 31.3. Pat Mahomes, 29.3. And Dak Prescott at 28.3. And then you start getting into Kyler. But look at these numbers of these quarterbacks, man. 26.7 for Kyler. 24.5 for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Cam Newton's at 24 points. And then it starts to drop off. You get to Matt Ryan. Russ is averaging 10 points more than Aaron Rodgers. That's like a whole extra flex position, man. But if you look at it, yeah, if you look at it really, even from Russ to Kyler Murray is six points. It's a six-point yeah. difference right there. That's a tight end. Yeah. yeah. And you look at Lamar Jackson, he's all, he's down at, like, number 12 right now. He had a rough game on Monday night. I was a little shocked to see that. And it's exactly what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it worked out well for you, for you Mark. Uh, uh, that was, yeah, it wasn't just the Chiefs' comeback. I needed, yeah. uh, you know, I needed Lamar to have a shitty game, and that came through, too. It was crazy. His worst game. Yeah, do you feel like uh, a lot of – defenses saw what Lamar did to them last year and they like, yeah, that's not happening again, bro. So a lot of, a lot of teams are like, kind of like, Hey man, you're going to run. We're going to hit you kind of like what cam did. And then they just shut him up. I'm going to be super open about this. Um, I think Lamar Jackson, I really still like him a lot. I think he's still like a top five quarterback. I think he will be diminished this year, not be 28 points a game. I think he's more 22 24 a game you're right that they have found some stuff to get after him and and kind of make it more difficult for him but at the end of the day Lamar Jackson is very talented he is very super fast and slick so he still will break his plays I think he will still be able to score some points and be and be very good he's just not Mr. Number One scoring fantasy quarterback this year I mean that's clearly clearly Russ Wilson all right, guys. Uh, so we got the Acapulco Golds. We got to finish these out. And oh. on mine, I'm thinking a little bit outside the box. Uh, I'm going to say Deshaun Watson has a real good game this week. I'm just thinking Houston needs a win so bad. He's going to put it all on his shoulders. I know they got injuries and they got stuff going on, but I think he's that caliber of player. So I think Watson gets it done this weekend. I like that. Vikings is really shitty corners. I think he'll take advantage. Did I give mine? I don't think you did. I said all that stuff about uh, Lamar, and I didn't even say it. He's my Acapulco gold. <laughs> uh, oh, that's is that twice in a row? It is. I'm doing it again. I'm I'm going back. To the, I'm going back to the well. Back to the well. See if he's angry this time and takes it out on this Washington defense. So I project that. I see him getting a few, maybe two rushing touchdowns. I think he'll run for about 100 yards. I think he's going to throw for about just under 300. I think he's going to come up right up on that Aaron Jones figure. He's going to be close. 
Nice. All right, guys. Well, that about wraps it up. But before we get out of here, you know, we better check in over there, Rich. Uh, how you feeling after those vapes, man? You got it. Oh, I totally forgot. Good job. You got it. That was good. Nice. He wrote it down. We got it. Um, dude, I'm stoned. I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good back half. But it is, uh, like, I was pretty sore from uh, work today. Like, dude, it, it, it took that all away. That's gone. So I like that, and it hasn't gotten me, like, tired or anything. I didn't fall asleep. I actually had thought the back half of the pod was, was a lot of fun. So I enjoy. I may have had about 12 hits. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. We don't count on this podcast, Rich. <laughs> the the nanos did their job for me, so Dope. we're good to go, guys. We're heading into week four. Uh yeah, so I mean any final thoughts before we shut this down, Brad? No, man. Just uh watch football every day. I mean, I was actually so excited. You teased me, Mark. You said we might get a thir- a Tuesday game. <laughs> I was like, Oh, four days? That would be wonderful. Yeah. But no, it got postponed until their bye week or so. But it went the other direction. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I'm okay with it because at least we know now. At least we're not like sh- scrambling Monday to try and figure things out or something. I agree. I know what happens and, and I can adjust. I, I had time to adjust. I did want to say earlier that I, I, I hope this Tennessee thing is like what happened in baseball. Baseball had the thing with the Marlins. And everything closed up after that. They tightened down. They got it done after that. So hopefully the same thing. NFL gets its guard back up. I did notice tonight with all the coaches and stuff, much more with the mass. And like, regardless if you like buy that shit or whatever, that just means that they're going to be more strict on the protocols. And that's that's what they need to do. Is like, hey guys, it's got to be locked down. Good to see. Right on, guys. So. Yeah, everybody, uh, we wish you a good week four. Make sure to check us out on our social media, Instagram, Facebook. uh, We're on all the pod platforms, whichever one you got. We're pretty much on there. So uh, make sure you check us out. We'll go ahead and shut it down right there, guys. Catch us next time on the Organic Football Podcast. What the hell? What the hell?